a quick listener note before we get started. We're hosting our second ever Chicago Shopify Plus meetup in Skokie, Illinois on January 31st. It's a Thursday, 6 p.m. It's two hours. My guy, Beef Brody from Tactical Baby Gear is going to be there. We're going to ask him your questions for a live episode of the show, and there will be plenty of time for networking and picking my brain. So please, come see us January 31st. Save the date. Sign up at ethercycle.com slash meetup. Here's a bit of e-commerce trivia. <laughs> Did you know that 9 out of 10 UK shoppers will abandon a store using US dollars? Or that if someone leaves your store to use a currency converter, 2 out of 3 won't return? Not showing the default local currency might be one of the biggest contributors to your e-commerce bounce rate. And if you ship internationally, a multi-currency app is an absolute must, and the folks at Bold make the best multi-currency app out there. Here's why. It auto-detects where your customers are shopping from and shows them their correct currency, so you don't lose them in the first second that they load the site. And of course, it also syncs real-time with currency databases too, so it's always up to date. But it has a few other neat tricks as well, such as rate padding. So if you set it to sync real-time rates, but want to pad the conversion by a few percent eh, to make a little for yourself, you can do that too. It also supports vanity pricing, which I think is neat. So if you want all your prices to end in, say, 99 cents, it could do that for you as well. And it's got all those features, but best of all, it's free. So I can't even offer you a special extended trial, because there isn't one. Just go to the App Store and search Bold Multicurrency. That's bold multi-currency in the App Store. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them, they are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Hello and welcome back to the unofficial Shopify podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Elster, recording Feeling Good from the fifth floor of Skokie, Illinois' Westfield Old Orchard Mall, Mall Professional Building. And I'm loving the Christmas music. We've been listening to Christmas music all week. It's just, it feels good. I know not everybody loves it, but I do. Um, so joining me today to discuss how to make more money going into the new year, how he made a unreasonably large amount of money over Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and what you could do to do the same thing is none other than e-commerce super guru, Ezra Firestone. You may know him from Boom by Cindy Joseph, Zipify, the apps company, Zipify Pages, and uh, Zipify One Click Upsell, Smart Marketer, and 
his just general, amazing, big, huge, glorious personality plus top knot has probably popped up in your feed from time to time. I know I always look out for it. Ezra, how are you doing today? Ba-rum, pum, pum, pum. There you go. Pum, pum, pum. How'd you uh, drummer boy is my favorite? Do you know who, um, do you know who, God, he's like this, this guy with orange hair. He's an actor from the 80s. Oh, Michael Rappaport. Do you know who that is? Yeah. Okay, so Michael Rappaport is like a, he's like a sports guy, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyways, I saw this SNL video from these really funny comedians, and uh, they were singing the song. And then instead of a rumpa pum pum, it was Michael Rappaport. See, now I'll never unhear it. Yeah, dude, you have to go Google this, okay? Go Google Michael Rappaport Christmas song because it's like a really famous uh, British comedian, I think, and then like some SNL guy, and it's it's pretty funny. Anyways, thanks for the intro, man. That felt good. I, I man. Um, guru is a term that's thrown around a lot in this industry. I don't really identify with it. However, I appreciate the acknowledgement of somebody, you know, I've been in, in the industry as an educator for a long time. Uh, and that, that is like, a, I wonder where that came from. Do you know where guru started in, in internet marketing slash internet education culture? I have no idea. You're right. It does have, there's like a negative connotation to it where guru immediately implies spammy. And in right, this instance, right. I really meant it as like, uh, Wunderkind would be also a good synonym. <laughs> I like that better. Um, I like that a lot better. But anyways, hey, man, thank you so much for having me on your show. Uh, as I was telling you beforehand, I think, you know, your show is definitely one of the top ones in the space. And so super happy to be here and also love your Facebook group. Oh, thank you. Yeah. If people have not joined that Facebook group, oh, my gosh, that is the easiest way to get one on one attention from me to get the hive mind to assist you. We've got lots of great posts in there. Uh, just search unofficial Shopify podcast on Facebook and find it. Is, I, yeah. would, I would love to have you guys get in there so okay you uh you do a, a fair number of things in the shopify space as a both as a merchant and as a shopify partner um and the the one i am most interested in right now is your black friday cyber monday success your holiday sales so this is for um you've got a store boom by cindy joseph for people who don't know tell me about it so yeah, Boom by Cindy Joseph's a store I started back in 2010. I've been uh, in the e-commerce, you know, been in e-commerce since about 2005. Uh, started as a dropship retailer, did a bunch of uh, traditional, you know, dropshipping from American suppliers when that was like the thing to do with search engine traffic, uh, SEO traffic, and um, tr discovered that, you know, I probably would, would benefit from a business model where I was able to control the supply chain so that I wasn't relying on a third-party uh, product developer. And um, through that, um, sort of got into private labeling kind of a few years before it was really popular, you know, before it really took off. Private labeling really took off, um, I want to say 2012, 2013, with sort of the rise of Amazon as a, as a source to sell private label products. But I started Boom in 2010 and eventually moved into manufacturing my own products. And what it is, is it's a cosmetics retailer and skincare retailer specifically geared towards women over 50. So Boom, we sell to baby boomers. And our differentiation is that yes we have amazing uh hot very high quality organic um products that are well made small batch but the, the way that we really differentiate is with content so our message is pro-age rather than anti-age so everyone out there is um essentially telling women that their value is declining over time so if you just look at like the way society values men and women uh society tells us men me and you that 
you know, our value goes up over time as we produce more, as we make more money, we become more valuable. Old men are described as suave, debonair, elegant, you know, um, and women are told kind of that their life is, is great until about 35. And then it's kind of like all downhill from there. Anti-wrinkle, anti-age, Botox, tuck it in, tighten it up, cut it off, dry your, you know, uh, dye your hair. Um, and so they just receive all this like really intense messaging that that aging, which is a process that happens to all of us, is especially bad for them and that their value is derived from youth and beauty and that that's going away and they need to stop that at all costs. And that's kind of how cosmetics are sold in a lot of uh, and skincare uh, in a lot of ways. And so we fundamentally disagree with that. You know, we think that um, life just gets better and that every age and every stage of life is a different kind of beautiful. And so. You know, our model with all of our businesses, the software as a service business, smart marketer, the information publishing slash education business, boom, uh, skincare and cosmetics, be friendly, skincare and cosmetics is content first. So we put out content that we believe is going to um, engage a group of people who are having a collective experience. And so tell me if I'm rambling here, but I, I'm about to finish this sort of thought, which is um, like, you know, there's women over 50 in America. There's uh, 70 million baby boomers, half of them are women, and they're all having the experience of their bodies aging, their hair graying, and their skin wrinkling, and everyone telling them that that is bad, right? Uh, people who have Shopify stores who want to get more from their store, that's a group of people sharing a collective experience whom you create content for and add value to through that content. They then subscribe to you and say, man, I really like this guy. And then at some point, you make offers which allow you to monetize that audience and then put that money back into creating better content and better products. And that's kind of how our e-commerce businesses work is that same model, but just with physical products. True. I yes. Okay. Yeah. So to to boom by city girls. Yeah. That, <laughs> boom. I I followed along. I caught up to it. Boom by Cindy Joseph has been a, a rocket ship, an absolutely tremendous performer because of these efforts, um, because it, it has struck a chord with people. Um, what uh, in the the last year? What kind of? Well, here let's let's do some perspective. Last year for Black Friday Cyber Monday, what did what did Boom do? Uh, last year, I want to say for the weekend, we did around 600. I have to double check six, maybe a little bit more. Um, and you know, booms actually had some real struggles in as much as my co-founder passed away, uh, this year. Yeah, it's really heavy, man. Um, and it's an, it was a kind of an influencer based business. We just, uh, supply chain broke down in some ways. And so, um, our business, is around 20 million and i think we're about a year of, so i think uh, 2015 was the first year we we kind of made it to doing several million 2016 we hit 17 uh 2017 we did 20 and this year 2018 we're like almost exactly where we were last year but more profitable so we've been smarter our, our revenue hasn't grown kind of if you look at businesses they often plateau around 20 because the infrastructure that 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 allows you to scale to 10 doesn't really support 20 30 40 and so we're kind of in that phase of sort of rebuilding our infrastructure such that we can support scale that said we had an amazing black friday cyber monday this year um we actually opened on thanksgiving which uh, if you look at the trends man thanksgiving is becoming a real shopping day where people are you know a lot of companies are open their sales early uh communicating early doing a little early bird thing and we saw the trends of thanksgiving being a big day for shopping we thought let's test it out let's open our sale and let's let our customers know hey look 
we're not going to have any support on, okay? Because we're not going to ask our team to work on Thanksgiving, but you can have access to shop this inventory before everyone else. And we're the kind of company where, you know, supply chain is sometimes limited and therefore you want to get access early so you can make sure that you don't miss out. Uh, it ended up working really well. We did 100 grand on Thanksgiving. We did 266 on Black Friday. We did, um, you know, 100-ish Saturday, Sunday, and then Cyber Monday, we came out with 178. So we were close to around 750 this year. Um, it was a really amazing uh, sale. Are your really hands sore from counting all that money, sir? <laughs> well, you know, there's, I, I think I'm running at maybe 20%, you know, 25% net net probably at the end of it. Um, and I put that right back into the snowball, right? Right back into more more inventory, more product, more advertising. Uh, you know, I'm investing. So, but yeah, it was nice. I made a lot of money. It was great. And uh, um, one of the interesting things that we did that we've been finding to work extremely well for sale events, for product launches is... Uh, a two-week anticipation building phase, which if you look at any big company, they do this. They understand the, the concept of a product launch. And by the way, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, I think Shopify's metric was like seven out of 10 buyers were repeats. So it's really, uh, I have to verify that, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's something like 70% of buyers on those days from brands are people who bought in the past. So it's really not the time of year where you're going out and spending all your money on acquisition and awareness because uh, obviously, you know, there's so many people in the auction at that time that ad prices are very, very high. So it's the time that you really want to monetize uh, past customers, buyers, subscribers, and fans. And that's what I always tell people is like, look, if you don't have a group of buyers, a, a group of subscribers, and a group of fans to engage and build anticipation with and then open up the sale to, you probably want to focus the, the next year on the six months slash nine months leading up to Black Friday to building up those audiences so that you can have a really awesome sale event. And back to this early bird anticipation, what we found to work extremely well is we spend the 10 days to two weeks before a new product launch or a Black Friday sale like this, um, building up anticipation through allowing people to enter their email address to get access to the sale. So we, we have Instagram ads, Facebook ads, emails that we send out, um, you know, uh, drips on our social. So our YouTube, our Instagram traditional grid, our Instagram stories, like everywhere where we're putting out content, we're putting it out and we're also amplifying that content to past buyers, subscribers, and fans, and we're saying, hey, we've got this amazing new product coming, or we've got this amazing sale happening. We'll have like a little bit of a trailer, like a 10 second little kind of video or something that's kind of cool that will send them to a landing page where they can enter their email address and uh, get access to the sale. Now, I'm gonna actually open up my Clavio and give you these statistics, but they enter their email address. We're gonna get actual stats from Clavio. yes. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually, the way we did it, so, so they enter their email address, to get access, to be the first people to get access to the um, to the sale, right? Okay. And this year for Black Friday, Cyber Monday, we had 15,000 people sign up for the early bird list. And we have, I think, uh, 460,000 on our, on our um, email list total. So that 15,000 people was responsible for more revenue than the remaining 445,000 people on our email list throughout the sale event. That's how effective this anticipation building campaign was. Um, and the first email that we sent, I'm opening up, we sent out the day before. Um, I'm going to my Clavio list right now. So here I'm looking at the sale, early bird email. Um, here we go. So that first email to those 15,000 people generated $94,000 in revenue to an email list uh, with only 6,000 opens. 
and 45% open rate, 25% click rate. So you don't need a huge audience to generate big revenue from that anticipation building campaign. But the idea is anytime you're going to release a new product or run a sale, spend a couple days or a week ahead of time building anticipation and getting your buyers and subscribers and fans excited about this thing that's going to happen. It only increases. It's just basic human psychology and no e-commerce stores are doing this for some reason, uh, but it works extremely well and it's very easy to set up and I can link to you to the templates. We have templates on our landing page builder for Shopify. Um, I can link to you to the emails. I put them up on my blog, the emails that we sent out so you can kind of see the strategy, uh, but it, it worked extremely well. Oh, and so we even get to see the emails if we weren't on the list. Okay. So recapping a $700,000 Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale starts two weeks prior with building anticipation. And this should make sense. What is the fun of Christmas? It's in the anticipation. It's in the waiting. And this is true of so many things. Like the buildup is what um, adds such tremendous fun to it. And of course, like, why would you not think that same thing should be done with the sale versus, you know, hey, that uh, e-commerce brand I bought from last year and never heard from is suddenly emailing me that there's a, a sale today. I'm not interested in that. It came out of nowhere. I'm just going to blow it off um, versus so two weeks prior to Thanksgiving. You start inviting people to opt in. And I like this idea of, uh, this is like a triple opt-in you've got going, where there's this early bird VIP status thing. It's like, hey, do you want you know, do you want to be in on it? Do you want to get early access? Do you want the sneak preview? Here, the, you got to opt into this list. So now you've got like the 1% who is going to gener drive a majority of your revenue. 50% plus the revenue. And we also sent them a couple emails like building up to the sale with anticipation content. Um, and now something kind of interesting is everyone's really high on Facebook lead ads, right? Well, get this. We ran both. We ran ads that were like, and by the way, the best kind of ads that we're seeing work are GIF animation ads. So if you're running ads, yeah, to your buyers, subscribers, and fans, okay, in particular, not cold awareness. This is just uh, in the remarketing pillar of your business and in the loyalty pillar of your business, which is reengaging people who've, who've seen you in the past and also reengaging people who've bought from you in the past. So remarketing and loyalty, we're seeing in particular short form GIF animations that are on colored backgrounds, blue background, pink background, so sort of like the contrast of colors with products moving or words flashing across it. And I can also link to you some images of these ads uh, performed way better than customer testimonial videos, which were our winners last year. Um, across the board, the customer testimonials videos were the best advertisements that we ran in this sale last year. They came in second place to the moving GIF animation ads that had a color contrast, images, and product. Um, and I'll send you some examples of both of those so you can link them up. But um, that was kind of an interesting thing. But getting to this, so we did, we tested two ways of collecting the email addresses. One was to send people to a landing page where they actually had to enter their email address on that landing page. Uh, by the way, in terms of opt-in pages for e-commerce, what we're seeing to work really well is very short form. Headline, subheadline, hero image, opt-in form. Okay. No long form copy till it loads really quickly on mobile. The opt-in form is above the uh, fold on mobile. The button is an isolated color, so it's not the same color as anything else on the page. So it really stands out, the submit button. But that's what's uh, performing really, really well because 85% of traffic is mobile. But um, we tested that where you send traffic from the GIF ad or the video ad that they see on Facebook or YouTube or Instagram over to this landing page. They enter their email address. They go to a thank you page that says, hey, thanks so much. You're in. You can go check out our blog. Uh, and while you wait for the sale, and that puts them on an email list, the early bird list where we send them some emails and stuff. Verse, okay, of an ad 
that is a Facebook lead form. So they see the same image or video, they click it, it actually opens up inside of Facebook. And this is only for Facebook mobile traffic. So this excludes YouTube, this excludes Instagram, uh, and this excludes Pinterest or anywhere else you might be running. But for Facebook mobile, which by the way, for us, Facebook's about 80% of where we spend our money. Still, we're working on getting that 50-50 to Google. Uh, we spent 6 million in ads last year, and I think you know 4 million of it was on Facebook. And women over 50 aren't on Instagram. So it's basically for us, it's Facebook and then YouTube slash Google Display Network slash search, etc. But um, these Facebook lead ads where a user clicks it, it opens up the form and it pre-fills their email address that's associated with Facebook. They just click submit and now they're on the list, right? And Facebook lead forms natively collect to connect to Klaviyo, so it passed them right to the Klaviyo list. The difference was two to one in value from the people who clicked over to a landing page. Now, my theory on this is that so if someone clicks... One was double. Which one was more valuable, the lead ad or the landing page? The landing page. Was, huh. And I'm not saying this just because I'm a guy who has a landing page builder, by the way. No, I'm no, because we were um, stuff. So, in, yeah, so, promoting, uh, in, in promoting my, my wife's business, WWDW. We were experimenting with it. And like two years ago, I was using lead ads for my own uh, business for, for to promote e-commerce boot camp. Worked pretty well. Did not. It wasn't amazing, but it worked pretty well. Tried it again this year for my wife's business. Suddenly they don't perform well. And I thought, I'm like, maybe it's the offer. Maybe it's the audience. Tried tweaking. Just gave up on it. It was better just to send them to the landing page. So I'm totally on board with you on this. Yeah, my theory is that if someone's willing to go to a landing page, read a headline and sub-headline, manually enter their email address, they're way more committed to the uh, process than someone who just clicks a double taps. They tap the ad, they tap the lead form, they're done, right? They never left social, they never really committed or engaged is my theory. Now I want to quickly, I know we're limited time and I tend to ramble because I'm super into this stuff, but I want to tell you about one other strategy that worked extremely well for our Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. I'm looking at my stats in Klaviyo and it's a simple flow that you can set up and I can see it generated three, seven, 10, 12, 15, generated $30,000 for us so far, um, which is not a huge amount, but listen, if I can make an extra 30 grand, I'm stoked. And this is from people who bought once during the sale. So what happens is when someone places an order between Thanksgiving and December 31st, which is actually how long our sale runs, we ran it for, we're still running it and I'll tell you why, but uh, we wait seven days and we put them on a 2X buyer flow. So it's a flow that's designed to get them to buy a second time during the actual sale. And the way we do it is we use what's called a discount ladder and a deadline. So basically we say, hey, thanks so much for purchasing. As a special gift, we want to offer you and another discount for you to be able to buy again during the sale, but this discount is gonna be 5% higher than the first discount. So the first discount was 10%. This is offering them 15% off if they buy a second time. So it has to be bigger than the first discount they came in on. And we give them three days. We email them once on day one. Uh, we email them twice on day one, 7 a.m., 7 p.m., twice on day two, no, once on day two, and then twice on day three. So five emails over three days. Um, and we're able to get 10% of people who buy once during the sale to buy a second time just by giving them a deadline, a discount that's bigger than the first discount they bought with, and uh, sending them five emails. And, so, and you're using doing this in Klaviyo, so like as soon as they, they opt into the offer, it takes them out of that offer, that campaign. That's right. So if they, as soon as they buy, they are put on our traditional post-purchase sequence, et cetera, and they're also put onto this what's called a 2x buyer flow, which waits seven days after their first purchase and then starts them on a flow to get them to buy twice by offering them a discount that's bigger than the one they came in on the first time and has a, a very hard deadline. Because for you, um, your and I, I learned this from you years ago, was you, you've got these various conversion levers in your business. And if you've got 
a finite number of customers and a finite number of products um, or offers, well, then the way to easily increase revenue without acquiring more customers is to increase average order values, to increase customer lifetime value. And so this is with those upsell offers, increasing that repeat customer rate is the way to do it. Hold up. We'll hear more after this quick break. Support for this podcast comes from Simpler, a new way to staff 24-7 sales and customer service on your Shopify store. It works with your existing email and chat tools, so setup is quick and easy. Simpler provides on-demand, U.S.-based customer service specialists to answer your customers' most common questions. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat with 24-7 Simpler specialists. Find out more at simpler.ai. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot A-I. And now back to the show. Hit me. Tell me, um, for people's reference, what would a, what's, what's a bad versus a good repeat customer rate look like? So it's kind of funny. I was, I was going to move in this direction. We're, we're, we're locked in. We're on the same wavelength, um, which is that 75% of the people who buy from your store, you will never see again in your life. If you just look across the industry, uh, generally, if you just look at the averages, what you're going to see is about three out of four people are never coming back and about 25% will come back if you do good marketing, which is why I think average order value, upsell, cross-sell, order bump, et cetera, becomes so important because you know that three out of the four people who are visiting your store and buying are never coming back. So you really have to do well on average order value. And if you want to talk specifically about repeat customer rate, we are at a repeat customer rate this year of 45% Phenomenal. Um, in our Shopify dashboard. But you have to keep in mind that we have a, um, you know, we have a consumable product and we are very focused on content that we use to engage buyers and keep them up to date. And then we run sales to the people who are engaging with the content, right? So we're using the content to keep people engaged, add value, and then we're running sales uh, to those folks who are engaging with our content. So we're doing a lot with repeat customer and trying to get people to buy again. So it's about 50% of our revenue at this point, uh, you know, eight years into the business. I think that an average store is going to have between you know, 10 and 15% in year two, and probably 15 and 20% in year three. And then year four is when you can start getting that 20 to 30 and sometimes 40 if you're a, if you're a consumable business. And I think what you should shoot for is 25%. It's a really solid number. 25% of your revenue coming from repeat business, you're happy. If you can get it up to 33, you're doing way better than most. If we, so uh, walking backwards a little bit, you had mentioned um, that you'd found shorter landing pages worked better than longer landing pages for opt-in offers for email opt-in, and those perform better than uh, Facebook lead gen ad offers. In, and you are, obviously, you, you know a ton about landing pages. Um, for product offers, for product pages, walk me through some of what you learned on what a, a great pro- product detail page landing page looks like. So, the, there's two sides to this question, which is which is one is what environment is the v- viewer visiting the page on? And so what we're seeing on our store is that this year in 2018, 85% of our sessions were mobile, right? And what we found about mobile is that load speed uh, has to be much faster because there's less time and they're less committed. They're not sitting in front of a desktop or a laptop. And so what we've actually found is that you need a different mobile product offer page slash landing page than desktop. And the mobile page should be a condensed version of the desktop page. So for example, if your desktop page has you know, uh, two sections of sales copy, your mobile page should only have one, for example. So it loads faster. So we've, we're finding shorter form pages slash 
um, less content, faster loading, harder hitting, specifically for product offer pages and landing pages are working much better on mobile if they came from a traffic source that um, gave them some context, like a video ad or an image ad or some kind of social uh, traffic source. We don't so have their warm traffic is where this works well. Well, they're, they're, they're not warm traffic because they, they've never, they've, you know, their awareness level traffic where they're watching a video about us or something like that. Okay. I, the, what I wanted to bring up was that like our traffic is not traditional search, right? We're not doing uh, query based traffic. We're doing contextual traffic on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. Uh, we have search traffic, but it's mostly brand search. So, so um, I want to qualify this with the, that, that the traffic that is coming to our site is mostly contextual and not query based. And I think that potentially for query based you know, if you have a very high level of query-based traffic, it could be different. Now, we're seeing the same thing across 2,500 stores that are using our app, so so there's that. But I just want to qualify that, that we have that particular type of traffic source. Um, but with that traffic source, we're finding that the mobile version of the page needs to be shorter, harder-hitting, and focused around the buy box. And so what we've Define also… Define what the buy box is for us. Okay, so on a traditional e-commerce page, if you just go back to e-commerce 1.0 where you tried to stick everything above the fold and you used uh, tabbed product information boxes so that all of your content was in tabs so it was easily visible without having to scroll, which is still really popular but came from a time uh, before mobile phones, before tablets when scrolling was a really hard thing to get people to do. So you're trying to stick everything above the fold. You had this thing called the buy box, which is essentially your um, product image slash video carousel on either the left or the right, generally on the left side of the page. And then to the right of that, you traditionally have your product name, the product price, the variant selector, a shorter description, and then your call to action button. And so we've found that this this part of the page is really where you have the most opportunity for optimization and that the buy box is shorter on mobile because uh, mobile, there's not as much room as on desktop. And there's certain elements that we found that are super helpful to have in the buy box. So one of the things that we've recently tested out across a bunch of stores on our own is instead of a product uh, product name, where the product name usually goes to the right of the image carousel, you put a customer testimonial. Um, so, so a customer testimonial of someone who bought the product as the first thing that's in the top right-hand corner of the buy box. The eyes, if you look at eye tracking, they go from the image carousel, which is where people spend most of their time in the buy box. So obviously you need fast loading images. You need image icons for those images. Uh, you need really, really good um, uh, product pictures, quality matters. Look at Harry's razors for, for great uh, quality images. And you need, there's, there's really two different kinds of product images. And there's only two different kinds of product images. There's pure product on a color. So the actual product itself um, on a color background, generally white, but sometimes you know brands are starting to use other colors, blue, red, orange, purple, where it's your product being shot in multiple angles on white. That's a product only picture. And then there's in context slash lifestyle imagery where your product is being used in its intended environment. Those are really the only two types of product images that exist in e-commerce. And if you don't have both of them, you are missing out on an opportunity for conversion. We find that when most people only have the pure product pictures, they don't really have lifestyle slash context images. When you add those, it helps. But the point is that you have your image carousel. And some interesting things we found about the image carousel is that actually showing the icons on mobile as well, not just the little dots, seems to help because people then can see what else is in the carousel and they click on that. Uh, we found that full width buttons on mobile perform really well. So the actual button itself underneath the image carousel on mobile being full width across the mobile device is really good. Um, and in that buy box, and now I'm, I'm kind of like kind of all over the place. You want me to stop talking or you want me to keep going? <laughs> no, I, I'm eating it up. Don't stop. 
Okay, cool. So in the buy box, right, you have your carousel. You have to do that well. I highly recommend a video asset in the carousel, and I highly recommend showing that it is there, right, through an icon that shows that there's a play button. Because a lot of times people have a video asset in their carousel. They'll put it at the end of the carousel. They'll only have dots to show that there is a carousel, and people will never know that the video is there, right? So you have to make it, make sure that the, the user who comes to your page, who sees your buy box, is aware that there's a video that they can watch about that product. And we are finding that about 65% of the people who visit a page that see that a video is there will watch that video. Um, so it's we're, good, it's gonna help. In, um, when we, we refer to buy box, we're, we're referring to like, uh, if I'm on the desktop, I'm looking at this two column view, left side is my image carousel, right side is, is title, short description, Price, add to cart, quantity variant, whatever. Um, yeah, review stars. Okay. And hold on. I'm, I'm recapping here because I got some good questions. Thanks. On the left side, we've got our product carousel. And on your, you're saying, hey, make those arrows really, really obvious because this is what's going to make or break it. I can't see the product in person. This carousel's got to fix that. I need product on white, so good professional, traditional product photography. I need lifestyle pro photos, so the product in use. Um, that helps. And then video and then i want to make sure i really i don't hide those thumbnails we could see them in like a grid underneath the photo and then on the video make sure you've got it looks like a video put a play button just a triangle so we know um and quick listener tip most shopify themes will support putting video in the product carousel and the way to do it you upload the thumbnail um the thumbnail you want to show so like just a screenshot from youtube if you want and then um the uh, you take the embed code from YouTube and drop that into the alt tag, the alt just text for the image, and now you have video in your theme. And most themes should support that. But all right, did I did I get that right? You got that exactly right. Okay. And I want to break down for you the right hand side of that two column layout where you have generally what people have is their product name and their add to cart button and the price. That's kind of like most commonly what you'll see. And I want to break down kind of our formula for this. And I just want to make sure that people understand that that this is really where you are attempting to sort of uh, condense your entire sales message. A lot of people do not put even one sentence of sales copy in this section. And we have found consistently that if you leverage this section to also have sales copy, then your add to cart rate goes up considerably because some people are only going to focus on that buy box. They're not going to scroll down and look at all the rest of the you know product description, the sales copy, the ingredients, all that stuff. They're really going to spend their time right here at the top of the page where this buy box is, and they're going to make that quick decision, particularly with impulse buy products, which are you know 50 bucks and under. They're not going to spend a lot of time. They want to know, they want to figure out everything they need to figure out in this spot and then make the decision to either add it to the cart or not. They're not going to generally spend a lot of time on the sales page. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't have traditional long form left right sales copy, but it just means that in this section to the right of your traditional image carousel, you want to have some amount of sales copy. Now, I just mentioned that we open this section with a customer testimonial about the product from an actual buyer. And I we have found saw this. that. I love it. I was going to if you didn't bring it up, I was going to comment on it. You would traditionally expect the very first thing in that right column to be the product title. Here it is not. It is a customer testimonial then followed by a product title, but even that is tweaked and then like a quick description. And I think this is brilliant. Walk me through it. Well, so what we, what we, you know, what we were reminded of is that like the goal is to sell. Nothing sells better than social proof. Someone is considering this product. Let's give them an ownership benefit driven piece of social proof from an actual customer as the first piece of copy that they consume at the top of the buy box and see if it works. And we yeah. literally tested this on every single product. We ran it in VWO. I have all the screenshots. I show it on my Blurban Mastermind uh, and it keeps winning every time. So now we just do it as a kind of um, 
we do we do it we do it on every product now. Uh, but the then we move into our little formula is one sentence of ownership benefit and then one sentence of a product overview. So it's like, for example, uh, I'll give you an example for our Boomstick Trio. Okay, so we have our customer testimonial that's like, this is the best trio, or I'll actually read you the actual customer testimonial and then I'll read you the ownership benefit and then the description overview. So our, our Boomstick Trio starts with, I'm 72, not exaggerating when I say these are the absolute best products I've ever used. Joanne Boomstick Trio customer. That's the first thing you read, right? That is a customer testimonial, uh, glowing review of why our products are awesome, right? Then we go into our one sentence ownership benefit where it says most popular. So we're telling people this is the most popular product we have, all three boomsticks, one price. So basically the ownership benefit here is that this is the most popular, you're gonna get all three, you're gonna get it for a good price. The benefit of having this is you get all of them. And then we go into a one to two sentence overview of the product. The Boomstick Trio is everything Boom stands for. It's simple, it's safe cosmetics and skincare that allow your natural beauty to shine through. It's also many, many beauty products in three easy to use convenient sticks. So we kind of have our like, this is what it is here as well. So we have social proof, ownership benefit sentence, and then short truncated sales copy. Then we go into the price and the discount you get, the call to action button, uh, and then under our call to action, a quantity selector, so this is where you'd have your price, your variance, your quantity selection, your actual add to cart button. And then underneath the add to cart button, we have two elements that we have found to work really well. The first is in text, we have a 100% uh, risk-free money back guarantee. So they know before they click that add to cart button that it's a safe purchase. And if you look at any big e-commerce store, most of them are doing this in image format. Underneath the add to cart button, they have their unique selling propositions in image format. So fast shipping, uh, you know, trusted by thousands of people, uh, you know, guaranteed money back, all that stuff. And they're leveraging images. We tested images versus plain text. And for our demographic, plain text works the best. So under our call to action button, we have a line of text that says 100% money back guarantee. And we just ran a test where we take the review stars, uh, the rating and the actual stars themselves, which is anchored down to the, the Yachtco review widget. And we stuck that under the money back guarantee and that won the test. And the reason we didn't stick it up at the top where most people stick it is we didn't want to push our call to action on desktop down any further because we have a bunch of sales copy above it. Now, if you look at the mobile view for this, uh, we have the carousel, the price and the quantity selector, the call to action button. And underneath the call to action button, we have the risk-free money back guarantee and then the review stars. And then we go into the customer testimonial and stuff like that. So on mobile, we have the carousel as the most prominent um, thing. And then we have the call to action button and then the social proof and then the sales copy. This is phenomenal. I am literally typing right now to my business partner slash lead developer. And I said, hey, on my wife's site, on the product detail pages, can you move the review stars to below the add to cart button and then give me a tag-based option to display the 100% money-back guarantee language? Yeah, and you know, one of the things is like, like here's what I say. I say I have these elements that I want you to hit on your product offer page. So for example, I want you to have the call to action above the fold on desktop and mobile. Uh, I want you to have copy in the buy box. I want you to have that nice carousel with images and a video. I want you to be using the isolation effect on the images so that, that the image, or sorry, on the call to action button so that the only time you see the color of the call to action button on the page is in that call to action button. Color it's a, isolation theory. It's so powerful. It works so yeah. well. I want you to have perceived actionability on those buttons when you scroll over them, right? So that you can see they highlight. Uh, then I want you to have some sales copy, right? Maybe a couple headlines, a couple bullets, uh, some left, right images, stuff like that. Then I want you to have um, you know, unique selling propositions and image format somewhere on the page. So what are your USPs? Stick some images for them. I want you to have that uh, risk-free money-back guarantee. I want you to have social proof in terms of stars and in terms of um, 
you know, uh, quotes. And I've got a bunch of other ones that, you know, I want you to have upsells and cross sells in the buy yeah. box. And you'll notice in our buy box, it's always like, hey, you have one stick, try all three. Hey, you see this product? Go to the bundle. So, so we're trying to cross sell you in that space as well. And I have a bunch of these kind of elements that I want you to hit and kind of where you put them, how you lay them out is sort of irrelevant as long as you have all of those different kind of elements. Yes. Those are the things that are going to make the difference. They're going to help people make that purchase decision, push them over the edge um, yeah. into Don't, becoming a customer. Let's not forget about you know, live chat. Let's not forget about, um, you know, there's a bunch of them. But so you, to, we walked through for the, the buy box. We walked through um, what that would look like. Really, we're talking largely about desktop. How would that change um, for the mobile view? Since you've probably, what do you got? I think you said 80% of your traffic was mobile now. Yeah. So on mobile, we're focused a lot more on the carousel, a lot more on the call to action button and social proof. That's kind of like what's in that first um, first sort of pane of, of view. And then you scroll and you get what is on the right hand side of the buy box on desktop, which is the customer testimonial, the ownership benefit sentence, and then the one to two sentence overview of what the product is. That's what comes next. Now, generally, I would stick another call to action button here. Um, I don't know why it's not on there. I'd have to test it. But then you get what we we have long form sales copy on every product offer page because we find particularly on desktop and on mobile that it works better to have more in-depth uh, sort of description of what, what, what you're getting, why it's valuable, why people love it. So we, we have what it's called long form left, right conversion focused content. So it's generally like a video on one side and then a headline and some bullets on the other. And then below that, it's like a headline and some bullets with a video on the other side. So it's that, it's that, that alternating app. left, right. Thing. Yes. Yeah. And on mobile, it's just stacked in a, um, you single know, it's a it's single column stacked view. And we have found this consistently for our vertical and for a lot of people using our apps to work better than tabbing the content. I don't know why, but it is, it is working better for us. Um, and on mobile, we're having about half the amount of sales content as we do on desktop. So mobile has like that buy box and then like one section of sales content and then like the traditional user reviews and a final call to action button on the bottom. And then in the footers, like, you know, you might also like, and then your traditional footer. So it's a much tighter page. We still have the buy box with all those elements. We still have the truncated copy that's on the right-hand side of the buy box, but we have much less sales copy on mobile than we do on desktop. Very good. And okay. of course, using a sticky header, sticky call to action button. You know, well, yeah, the, the sticky header we talked about is is a, a big win because you had found it. You're doing it on the product page. As you scroll down, you get a sticky add to cart button. Um, and we had done it on uh, cart pages where you scroll down, you get a sticky reach checkout button. And we both saw like, wow, that really made a big bump um, in add to cart percent, reach checkout percent. Uh, in addition, on our mobile menu, most people have a hamburger menu that, that flies out, right? They have a little hamburger sign. They yep. have the cart and they have their logo. Well, we have added a shop icon to our mobile menu, and we have found that people visiting our store is up by about 13% on mobile, uh, which you know builds your retargeting audiences, and you know you get more people to visit the store than more people visit products, et cetera. So uh, we've actually uh, found that having an icon for the shop, and if you go to Boom on Mobile, you will see this, uh, works extremely well in the traditional menu. And uh, I'd also like you to go to Boom and look at the way that our flyout mobile menu functions and looks because we've tested a bunch of different versions of our mobile menu and we've found that this one gets the most engagement, gets the most clicks on the links in there, uh, and is the easiest for people to close. Um, and I would recommend looking at the heat map of, of your people on mobile and what they're doing in your menu and then organizing your menu based on what people are going to most. Oh, so, that one's a, it's such an easy win. That's like the, yeah. one of the first optimizations we look for. Totally, because like everyone's there and you have that data available to you and you might as well, right? 
And I know I'm telling you anything you don't already know. I mean, you're an OG in the game. You obviously run the best Shopify dev agency out there. I mean, like, you know, you know. It's a good day. Any day someone calls me an OG. So I appreciate that. You are, man. I was recommending people to EtherCycle, I want to say, I don't know, years ago. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, all right, sir. Give me, you have, you have revealed so much, and this has been tremendously valuable. I want you to talk to me about Zipify pages. So most page builders... Coming for themes, baby. I'm coming for them. Yeah. Well, that, uh, that's such a cool idea. But most, most page builders, from our experience, it's like driving a flaming dump truck through your theme code. And yours is not that way. You've gone through so much effort to make it a great experience. And you talked in the pre-interview, you talked me through some of the features coming in the next six months. And I'm like, all right, damn, that game changer. Tell me about it. Yeah, so Zipify Pages is a landing page builder for Shopify. It's used mostly right now for uh, traditional landing pages. So landing pages from email traffic, holiday sales pages, opt-in pages, landing pages from Facebook traffic, stuff like that. It publishes into the forward slash pages extension of your Shopify store. It works natively with all your Shopify products, all your Shopify tracking snippets. It actually has this really cool feature where uh, in the builder, you can slide a widget, you can slide a slider over and it will pull in your native themes, header and footer. So you can actually build out the landing page uh, and have your themes header and footer as the header and footer so you don't need to use the landing page builders header and footer um, which gives you a kind of a more um, you know uh, c- 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 what's the word um, that starts with a C uh, might have to cut this part Kurt but the uh, where it's congruent got it there you go <laughs> gives you a more congruent look from your from your regular store to your landing pages and um, yeah we've been working on it now since 2015 we launched it uh, I think at the end of 2016, we've been had customers on the app for about two years now. We've got thousands of stores using it, and um, it's really amazing. And yeah, I mean, we have uh, 40 developers on staff, and we, you know, I'm an e-commerce developer. I come, I, I built on Xcart, Zencart, PrestaShop, Yahoo Store, Magento, OS Commerce, Big Commerce, Volusion, right? Like I have had a development. I've been in this industry for a long time, and I understand from a development perspective the things that you need to do in order to not break someone's store in terms of SEO, break their store in terms of page load speed, break their store in terms of junk code, right? So like we're really. Um, we're very much focused on development that is going to perform from a conversion standpoint and a search engine standpoint. Uh, and we have, we also, it also publishes into forward slash blog. So you can use it to run your Shopify blog, which is really cool. And we're working on some other areas as well. But the, the features that we're about to roll out, two really big ones. One is everything I just told you about buy boxes. We have a giant overhaul coming to the buy boxes inside of Zipify pages that allows you to, you can still, you can leverage all the things I just told you about, except for the carousels, um, but that allows you to much more easily manipulate your buy box on your offer pages so that they function extremely well and convert extremely well on desktop and mobile. And to that end, we currently have the ability for you in our editor to have a desktop version of the page and a mobile version of the page. So you have the two versions and be able to, you can also split test in our, in our app, actually split test one page versus another. Um, but our new editor has um, actual editing capabilities for desktop and mobile rather than just like turn, like the way it works now is you can have like blocks where you have like a video block, a headline block, a countdown timer block, and then you can turn certain ones off for mobile or turn them on for mobile or, you know what I mean? You can switch them on and off. And instead of that, we've moved it so that you have an actual editor so you can edit your mobile page, edit your desktop page, instead of just having to have them all in the same view. Um, we have some other really, really amazing features coming. And 
in about six months, a complete drag and drop editor. So right now you have these blocks and we optimize each block so that it works really well, where it's like a block that has an image on the left and text on the right or a video here and kind of they have these set blocks and you stack them on top of each other to create your page. And we're kind of, it's really a good system, but people are asking for a little more flexibility. So we're moving towards a full drag and drop editor. But that's a little farther away. And right now our focus is on buy boxes, landing pages, blogs. Um, I could go on and on about the features, but the point is that like, if you ever are in need of a landing page, um, what we do is, you know, I have a $20 million a year e-commerce store um, and I have a couple other e-commerce stores I don't really share. And we test what works for us out there with real traffic. And then we take the best converting templates on mobile and desktop. We roll them into the app and we're constantly iterating, right? It's like built by more merchants for merchants. So we're finding out what works on our stores and we're building it into the app. And man, my current development roadmap on this thing is 12 months out. And so, um, the other thing that I think sets us apart is I understand what it's like to be a merchant and I don't believe in not offering the highest level of support to every user, right? Like some apps, you kind of got to pay for live chat and stuff like that. We offer free live chat support for everyone. We offer, um, I think, unparalleled documentation and education about how to use the app. Like I'm, I'm investing all the money that this thing makes right back into it to try to, I want to be best in class. I think I'm there and I want to um, build the best Shopify app company that exists in terms of company to work for, class of product support. Um, and so I'm working really hard on it. It's really fun and um, it's a cool app. And thank you for giving me a moment to kind of uh, talk a little bit about it. And you know, if you ever need a landing page or you want to build one out, give it a shot. It's a cool app and it works really well. Ezra, you're the man. Where could people go right now to learn more about you? Well, you can go to smartmarketer.com, which is where I kind of share my uh, e-commerce experience. I blog about what's going on in my businesses. I share, you know, uh, sales funnels and templates and case studies and stuff like that. Uh, and that's kind of my personal blog. You can go to zipify.com, Z-I-P-I-F-Y, to learn about some of our apps.com. Or you can go to the Shopify app store and type in Zipify. Find us there. Um, hey, Kurt, thank you so much for having me on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for being here. My honor and pleasure. One final note before we go. I wanted to remind you about the one Shopify theme my agency has used more than any other. It's called Turbo by Out of the Sandbox. And as its name implies, it's built for speed. But that's not why I love it. I love it because it's the most configurable, feature-packed theme for Shopify today. Features like predictive search, easy mega menus, infinite scrolling collections, and a ton of page templates. Calling it a theme doesn't do it justice. I think of it as a rapid prototyping tool for Shopify stores. And I've got a special offer for you. You can get it today at a 20% discount when you use the code PODCAST20. You can even try it for up to two weeks, and if you don't love it, Out of the Sandbox will give you a full refund. To check it out now, go to ethercycle.com turbo and use code PODCAST20 at checkout. That's ethercycle.com turbo. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. We're available on Apple Podcasts, the unofficial ShopifyPodcast.com, and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including some details you might have missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. Please support our show by supporting them, and thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, and produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. The unofficial Shopify podcast is distributed by EtherCycle, LLC. 
We'll be back next week with more value bombs for Shopify store owners. If you're looking for more high quality and actionable advice on learning the business of e-commerce, join thousands of other Shopify store owners on our totally free newsletter at eCommerce Bootcamp. That's eCommerce-Bootcamp.com.